That was Desiree with You Gotta Be. And uh, that song's been in my head for a while now, so I thought I would bust it out. Um, it's tough out there. I feel like uh, for the last month, things have sort of mellowed out on the streets, and it looked like things were getting picked up a little bit, and I knew not to get my hopes up. I knew that I would wake up one day and go outside, and there'd be screaming men shouting in the streets and angry, tweaked out people, you know, just sort of revolving door, general hospital, trying to get their own help, trying to self-medicate just to get through. And we just get exposed to it every day. And it's rough out there. It's really rough. And on a really positive note about that, um, I used to cut hair with a guy named Jesus and, um, in the 90s, at every six weeks, and uh, he was a cool dude. I liked him. Uh, he actually went to high school with my ex-husband, which was such a random thing, uh, to be living in San Francisco, and all of a sudden, we're, he started his first day, and he saw my husband. He's like, I went to high school with him. I was like, wow, what a random thing. Um, they went in Stockton, Stockton, California, so not even close by. And uh, Jesus was actually one of the first people I told when my marriage was over, because he had one day just said, I'm going to go see a psychic. Do you want me to ask about you? And I was like, sure. Just kind of really casual about that. And then kind of thought about it later, like, mm, maybe I shouldn't have just casually said yes. And one day I was in the back of the salon crying. And uh, I told him what happened. And he said, you know, I, when I went to that psychic, I asked about you. And she said that you were going to leave your husband. I was like, really? He's like, yeah, I don't want to say anything because I didn't know if... You know, I didn't want to suggest that or put that suggestion out there. I thought that would just kind of stay out of it. And I was like, wow, Jesus, that's crazy. And I ended up going to his psychic to talk to him about my life. And he just had this insane vocabulary. And I couldn't understand the fucking word he said. So I was like, well, maybe that's best. I mean, just insane vocabulary. But anyway, um, Jesus, he was uh, a real kind of fearless in a way and uh he was gay and um he hung out with uh, gangsters a lot of gay gangsters uh in the mission and in the castro and one day we went and smoked a joint with one of his gangster friends um and sat in the park and they talked about being gay and being in gangs it was pretty interesting stuff um but i didn't ask too much i don't know a lot about gangs and i don't want to know a lot about it i just would rather not know um because it's such a horrible life. Uh, but uh, years went on, and I left every six weeks, and Jesus was still working there, and he told me he had moved in with a family, and he was so happy. He really loved living with his family. It was just a great thing for him. And it turned on him, and he was accused of having sex with a minor. 
and he was brought to court and he was convicted. He swears he didn't do it. Um, and I think he did about three years and uh, maybe more. And years had gone by and I was cruising around 24th Street and I saw him and I said, hey, Seuss. And he was completely insane. He didn't recognize me. He was screaming, yammering, uh, just carrying on, looking through the garbage. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hey, Seuss lost his mind. And I went to work and talked to my buddy Rick about it. And he's like, yeah, I've seen him out in the street. It's so sad. He didn't recognize me either. I tried to say hi to him. Something really bad must have happened to him in jail. And we were both really sad for that. And we both still don't know, you know, what happened. Um, and uh, it made me sad. It's sad to see somebody you know on the street suffering like that. And, um, and knowing that he was totally sane. I mean, I cut hair with him for years. He was, uh, you know, he'd smoked pot. He was a normal guy. Very, you know, to my, you know, working with him every day, that's what I felt like. And, uh, and it's, it's good lesson. You know, you can't, these people that are on the streets, they are Jesus. They are people that had jobs. They had lives. They had family and something went wrong and they slipped through some cracks and they ended up on the street. So just try to have compassion for these people. I know you do. I know you do. I talk to you guys all the time. And it's hard to watch every day. And I'm sorry, it, just, it upsets me. But getting back on a positive note, years had gone by and uh, I hadn't seen Jesus. And I asked Rick about him, like, have you seen Jesus? And he was like, no. And my like, God, he probably died. It's so sad. You know, you just don't know. And uh, today I was walking down the street with Paco and I looked up and I just barely recognized him, but I saw Jesus and I was like, oh, Jesus. And I just thought I'd take a chance because we made eye contact and I said, Jesus. And he's all, yes. I was like, hey, how's it going? It was so great to see him, to have light in his eye and acknowledge. And he's like, I'm, I'm Donnell. I used to work with you at every six weeks. He said, I know who you are. He's like, how's Richard? And that made me laugh my ass off because Richard was the owner of uh, every six weeks and he's just totally insane. Uh, so I laughed about that for a minute. He's like, oh, I don't care about Richard. How are you? Are you still cutting hair? I said, yes, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm in Hayes Valley. And I said, I'm learning to become a dog groomer because that's what I'm aiming for. I would like to retire cutting hair eventually and just go to dogs because I'm so fucking sick of the human race. They just make me sick. I love my clients that I have. I don't want to get new ones. I take on a couple here and there because I'm doing a lot of new permanent waves, which is really fun. But... As far as, like, ugh, I can't do millennials. I'm really sorry. I know I'm a Gen Xer that sounds all salty and sad, but I fucking hate them. I mean, there are exceptions, of course, but sorry. They ruined my town. I fucking hate them. So he was like, oh, hair. God, it drove me crazy. He's all, you see me. I, I run in the streets, and I shout, motherfucker. He's like, I'm crazy. I'm like, I know, but it's so nice to see you, and, and, and I'm so glad that you're okay. He looked good. Um, he looked like maybe he had a place to stay. Um, so that's Jesus and you know also just the resilience of the human you know he's been on the streets for years now years years and he still survives and you think about these people they're living for a long time on these streets and I am sick of it I want to help them we need to get creative and we need to get pissed and we need to do something and we need to get our fucking mare off her fucking ass and quit lining her goddamn pockets and help these motherfuckers out. I'm over it.
So if you guys got any ideas, see me on the street. Let me know. Let's try something. Let's just try to help these people and not let the communities keep growing like this. It's not okay. They are Jesus. They are somebody's daughter. And they just want to be happy. They just want to be happy. And they deserve that right. Um, so we're going to switch gears now. I got some fun bitching to do later. And I've also got exciting news. I am going to have my first guest. Uh, my next podcast will be with Michelle Bach. Uh, we're going to go to her kitchen and we're going to have a chat. And I'm really excited about it. So that will be my next posting. And hopefully down the road, I will get Sarah Beth Nelson, the co-founder of the Title J Chat. Uh, and we'll go to her kitchen and we'll have a chat with her too. So... That's what's on tap. I'm having a little juice here. I'm going to read you guys another letter. I practiced it so it would, um, I could hopefully make it less choppy than the last reading I did. <clears throat> so this is another pen pal that Clarence had. Um, and his name is Gilbert Tam, and he lives in Hong Kong. Um, I think he was probably, I think there's another letter where he might have been in the Philippines before he... Um, moved to Hong Kong. So Hong Kong's new to him. And this is a, a really beautiful airmail envelope. I'm going to post it on Instagram so you guys can see it. It's such a neat piece of paper. And it's got a beautiful picture of the uh, Eastern District of Hong Kong, uh, the Bay, and it's beautiful. So I'm going to post it online so you guys can look at it. Uh, super neato. So here it is. Here we go. Dear Aunt and Uncle, I am more than glad at receiving the letter from you after a long silence. I was sorry to learn that both of you have not been in good health. I pray you both will be fit again. If you hear that yakking in the background, that's Gladys. She does that around noon. I don't know what it's about. My folks are okay, except my dad who has asthma and has not been all right for the past few years. I am now a father of a daughter and a son. The latter was born five months ago. I guess you have not been informed. I will send you snaps of them. Yes, I am living on the eighth floor of a multi-story building with an elevator. Much buildings, such buildings are very common in Hong Kong because of the limited space. Bungalows are scarce and looked upon as a wealthy man's residence. This year, I, we have had more than usual share of rain on the account of continual attacks of typhoons which have been threatening the colony nearly twice a month. In every attack it brought misery to my family. The windows were broken and we had to fill the gaps with whatever we had yet we could not stop the inpouring of rainwater and the floors were all wet. Such is the plight of everyone here living in a high flat. However there is compensation. We have had 24-hour round-the-clock supply of rainwater, a welcoming change. We have not had this for years. The popular photography magazines that you so generously have subscribed for me have been most helpful. They, apart from the advertisements, provide an interesting and useful information to photographers. This magazine is the best on, in that line. I do not know when the subscription is due as you yourself has placed the order. I am more than grateful for the subscription. I am glad you like the wall plaques. They are imported from Formosa. I don't know where that's at. I like the workmanship, the color, and the omens that they convey. Isn't that an interesting sentence for a painting? 
I like, I'm sorry, I am intending to post some canned Chinese foods for the coming Xmas. I hope that you will like them and do please let me know. I can send more to you because they are cheap here. The other day I chanced to see a beautiful local knitted rug about four by eight feet. It is in splendid color and it depicts a well-known scene of Hong Kong. It costs $86, including freight. I am making inquiries about its shipment rate and possibly sending it to you, to the USA. Tell me if you can use it under your tea or coffee table. I can well afford it. By the way, can you get me one of these focusing devices advertised in the attached cutting? And then he cut out a little advertisement for, uh, you know, like a little eye focusing device for slides. I cannot seem to find it here locally. Kindly convey my regards to you all. Sincerely yours, Gilbert. And like I said, I'll post this picture um, of this letter because it's really pretty. So that was Gilbert, one of uh, Clarence's um, pen pals. And this was posted in October 22nd of 1964. Oh my God, that was yesterday. Crazy. Um, so, uh, you know, Clarence, he was just so generous uh, and he really liked people. Um, one of the things he did, which was really sweet, um, uh, Ellen, a woman that lived here a long time ago, I interviewed her. I interviewed a lot of people about the ghost stories uh, when, for my ghost story book. And she had told me that uh, these are studios, apartments. So they're, they're, they guess they call them now junior one bedrooms, but they're mostly just like a giant studio. And a couple was living here and they had gotten pregnant and you can't have three people living in a studio and Clarence was very worried about being in violation. So he told him they had to move and he felt terrible about it. He just did not want to put him out on the street. So he gave them money to buy a down payment on a house so they didn't have to worry about getting thrown out anywhere else. And that's just such a sweet thing to do. Um, really good guy. Um, also on a dark note, again, <laughs> unfortunately I have to say this, not the people that own this building now are very opposite of Clarence. And one thing that they do, which is really pisses me off is they'll post three day or quit notices on people's doors here and they don't put them in an envelope. They just tape them up there so everybody can see. And they give them exorbitant increases like $600. One of them was $1,200 rent increase to my neighbor who lives in the front who is HIV positive and struggling, and he works through the AIDS Coalition to have uh, help pay his rent. And the guy across the hall from me is also receiving help from um, uh, maybe the Homeless Coalition or the Veterans Coalition, and they shut him down on Monday. And another vet that lives on the bottom floor, they were charging them... Shady got pissed at Paco. <laughs> hundreds of dollars more. It's totally illegal. They can't do it. They do it to harass them and they hope that they won't go check into the rent board and find out that it's illegal. They'll hope that they'll just do it. It's just a way of harassing somebody. And in this day and age, and these people are working so hard to keep their heads above water, I, it infuriates me. I hate my fucking property managers. Realty West, they totally fucking suck. I've lived here for 13 years and I've gotten those three-day or quit notices because I lost my rent check in the mail. I mean, I'm sure everybody gives that bullshit excuse, but it's totally true. And they give me a three-day or quit, and he told me I can't trust the U.S. postal system. So I've had to hand-deliver my rent check for the last five years. I hate them. 
I was having dinner last night with my friend Jamin after getting a haircut on 22nd Street, and a bunch of skaters uh, were having a private party at the makeout room, and they decided to step it up a notch and cause a full-on riot on 22nd Street. 13 cop cars showed up at least. Uh, they were throwing bottles at the cops. I think somebody got hurt because an ambulance went away, so I think somebody might have got knocked in the head. Um, this is what's going on. Like, this is what's going on. Shit is going to turn on a fucking dime. So just really... Sorry, I need to get a drink. Really try to not let that person get under your skin. Try not to pick... You're not picking fights, I'm sure. My listeners, I hope. But... If somebody's baiting you and they want to fight with you because you didn't stop at a fucking stop sign long enough for them or whatever, you know, and they start giving you the stink eye and they start talking shit, just let it go because shit turns on a dime. And I'm just tired of fighting everybody all day. Saturday I got two fights. Not fights, but um, altercations, I guess. One guy said I didn't stop oh long enough for him to make a left-hand turn. He didn't stop at all, by the way. He called me a fucking bitch. It's like 11 in the morning. I'm like, thanks, dude. Um, and then another guy yelled at me for something else, and shit, I can't even remember now. That's good. Um, so I just decided to... Uh, oh, God, that's right. He said I was parked in a red zone on Folsom Street. And it wasn't red, but I was like, fine, fine. Just, you know, gave him the hand to stop talking, and I parked somewhere else. Um, that's not... I'm never usually that calm, by the way. I, I am a redhead, and I full-on, you pick me a fight, and I will take it. I can't believe it. After years of yoga, even being a yoga instructor, this redhead of temper just sits below the surface all the time. Uh, and I'm also not really happy being in the city right now, so it's been, I'm agitated a lot more lately. Um, but yeah, so I'm so glad that I didn't get in a huge fight with that stupid asshole. Um, but I have had my fights. I had a, a funny one. I'll tell you guys this one. I, um, I was driving my scooter down from work, and I was on Goff Street, and there's a part on Goff where you turn right onto Market Street, and then you make a left, and you go on to Valencia. And everybody wants to go the other way, so they always block that turn. And so you have to honk at them so they will move out of the way or just continue to go right and I'm sorry but you don't get your way you don't get to hold the whole street up so you can make your stupid left onto Market Street and it's always a fucking Lyft driver and this day it was a particularly funny Lyft driver he was driving a neon green <laughs> Prius neon fucking green I was like wow I've never seen a neon green Prius and he had three people in the car uh, and, uh, and he's doing that trying to get on Market Street make left and I conked at him and he fucking flipped me off so I flipped him off for a long time as I turned onto Market Street and went down Valencia and so you know he went the other way or whatever and we get to I get to 16th and Mission and he's right next to me uh, oh, I was like oh fuck that neon green fucking assholes right next to me and I just gave him a little stink eye didn't say anything and the bitch in the fucking passenger seat goes Hi. 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 I was like, are you fucking instigating me, you stupid bitch? I was so pissed. Oh, my God. It was full on. I was, it was, oh, I was over. I was, she's like, you, you flipped this off. I'm like, you 
fucking held up the lane and you you flipped me off, you fucking bitch. And she's all, you were in our blind spot. I'm like, your whole fucking car is a blind spot, you piece of shit. I was so pissed. And then we're just screaming at each other. Her driver is in her lap screaming at me, pointing at me, raging, this red face. She's screaming. The guy in the back seat's screaming, too. I'm like, oh, my God. So, like, a lift line is going to kick my ass right now. This is totally going down. I'm totally going to fight this 23-year-old fucking girl. I can't believe I'm doing this. I don't fucking care. And I'm like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, as I'm pointing at each one of them. That's all I could do. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, when is this going to stop? What's going to happen next? And these super cool mission locals on their bicycles come rolling up and they circle that fucking lift like the monkeys in the Wizard of Oz and they go to the guy like you want to fight a girl come on fight me get out of the car come on fight me and they were being cool they were they were way cooler than I were I was I was red hot and super pissed and they were not gonna pull out anything or they were just letting him fucking know where the fuck he was and he looked at them, and he got so small, he slid down in that chair. He hit that girl, told her to shut up, told the guy in the back to shut up. And when the light went green, I was all, that's right, motherfucker. You need to know where you are before you pick a fight with me. I was so pissed. And I had to follow them for a block and a half, and they were freaking out. They were staring at me. I was laughing my ass off. It was the best. It was the best. That made me love the mission. Thank you so much. I will always love those guys for doing that for me. But then when I got home, I was like, okay this is, you can't do this, you know, having a conversation with myself, like, you cannot, this is not worth it, it's not fucking worth it, it's not worth fucking dying over, um, some asshole who can't, you know, read a stop sign, or know how to turn, or, you know, just thinks that he's the only fucker on the road, so I have to bring it in, so I try to bring it in, I really do, it's really funny, I had a guy yell at me because I went around him on my scooter, and it, he had, he had his business name on the side of his car, it was called Creative solutions for aquariums or something like that aquarium creations and so like, you can't do that i'm like fine so i got out of his way and let him go because it wasn't worth the fight and uh i said you know if you're gonna be an asshole you probably shouldn't have do it while you have your company name on the side of your van and he goes it's not my business cunt <laughs> like, oh my god oh i wanted to call aquarium creations so bad and be like your driver is a fucking asshole he called me a cunt but i just let it go so don't yeah don't engage anymore let's try to try to bring it down a notch like i said i'm not good at it i'm trying my best that's why i played that desiree song today let's stick together and let's uh let's help each other out and you know we can bitch about millennials all we want as of now it is still a free country so have a great day and thanks for listening to my bitch session. And uh, I'm going to talk about, uh, I'm going to talk about more things about guns next episode. Uh, I lived in Arizona for 10 years and I think I've experienced, um, a lot with guns and I, and what, how bad they can be. So I'm going to talk about that. Um, probably with Michelle since she's from Texas, that'll be fun. All right. Signing off. Have a great day.